0: Wizards and Demogorgon, Big Macs and Fries. You are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic show. That's Jen Diz.
0: And that's Mike TV.
1: Tonight, things get strange when we step into the upside down to discuss pop culture's latest obsession with alternate dimensions. Then, things get stranger when we look back at the history of Disneyland souvenirs.
0: so from your lead-in, Mike, it sounds an awful lot like we're going to be talking about Stranger Things, but I'm a little confused.
1: Uh,
0: can you tell us a little bit more about why you chose today? If it's not Disney, why are we talking about it? Going I on? sure
1: will. I thought today was the right day to get strange and get a little bit weird, particularly with Stranger Things, because not only is it a sensation, but we both just finished watching it on Netflix. But as I finished watching it and I reflected on this crazy show that everyone's watching right now, I thought, huh, what does Disney think about this? And I went down a rabbit <laughs> hole and I thought we should talk about it. So, Ooh, okay. first of all, we'll also get to talk about the show. I want to get to that, too, because it is a good show. And I'm sure people who are out there listening have seen it because it's hit record numbers. Uh, but number one, the number one reason I thought we need to talk about Stranger Things is because Disney is kind of shaking in their boots because their competition right now is Netflix. And the reason I say that is because Disney right now is Disney Plus. Like that is their business line. That's like their favorite child. And that's where they're putting all their investments in. (laughs) And they hate not being number one. And Netflix is number one in streaming and original streaming content. And so what I loved about this Stranger Things uh, season that ended last month is that It was sort of Netflix coming back and saying, hey, look, I'm the OG. We're the original gangsters here at original content that we produce in studios for our own (laughs) streaming services that hits all the quadrants. Family friendly, all ages, every genre. Um, So Stranger Things is just a good show to examine. Uh, And it reminded me that, you know, Universal Studios, DreamWorks, DC Comics. I don't think Disney cares about that right now. They care about Netflix. So. That's my number one ah, reason okay. why I think we need to talk Good about Good point. It. Um, also, fun to sort of reflect back on television and see how far it's come. I feel like it has evolved so much. It's not the TV we grew up with. Format for television series have changed. The quality, the production, the talent. Have you noticed that? What do you think about that?
0: I I mean, I literally didn't like everyone was raving about all these shows coming out and I didn't want to watch any of them because I didn't like TV that much. And I totally was too stubborn to give it a try and didn't realize this new quality of of TV that is literally, like we keep saying, we wish we could have watched it in the movie theater.
1: Right, right. Right. It's
0: like little films. Like the quality is so much better.
1: Totally. And I think it's, it's we're no longer living in this world where you watch like the like a two-night, two-part miniseries with commercials on, you know, ABC over two nights. Everything now yeah, is... Yeah, no laugh tracks. No, no laugh tracks. <laughs> it's all good. And the format, too, which I found super interesting. So going back to Stranger Things, they tried some different things. They meaning Netflix. So with this last huge season that came out, which is the penultimate season, meaning it's the season leading up to the final season, And what they did was instead of putting it all out to binge at once, which is what Netflix is known for, and they started, they put it all out except for the final two episodes. So then we had this weird hybrid model where we all got to binge it, but then we all had to wait on pins and needles together for like a month or something. Right. And then watch the finale. And then that way, the spoilers were held off until then. All the big conclusions were held off and the cliffhangers. Um, so that was interesting. I don't know if I've seen something like that become like the norm on any other streaming service, not Netflix either. And not just the release timing, but the show runtime. The final episode of Stranger Things was almost two and a half hours long yeah (laughs) how did how did that feel did you know that going in
0: i did i did know ahead of time
1: yeah kind of had to prep for it i remember thinking i i think i'm not gonna watch the 3 a.m premiere because i there's just no way i'd be oh my god yeah (laughs) i'd be tired (laughs) so i did i watched one of the episodes and then i saved the two and a half hour long episode for the next day um and then so i'm thinking of shows like the mandalorian and wandavision because when Disney Plus put those shows out, it was actually rocking the boat at that time, a year and a half ago. It was, oh, no, we are not going to let you binge watch. This is back to being weekly event television. and but, right. but high quality, not the stuff we used to see on ABC, but like super high quality. Right. So this weird hybrid, which do you have a preference between the two types?
0: I have fallen heavily into liking the weekly episodes. I like things to take longer for me personally when I binge something it's like really good and then all of a sudden it's over and I get really sad a and then b I just forget about it because it was such a short time but if it was something I have to live through for a month and a half then it sticks with me longer so mm. I personally prefer that I also really like the camaraderie aspect of it of like 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 seeing an episode and we all have to wait a week and let's talk about this episode and what do we think next episode is going to be like. So I actually really like that waiting period to get excited and talk to people. Just like general like conversation pieces, like even at lunch, at work and stuff. It's like the only shows we really talk about are those.
1: You can like savor it. It's true because I think with binge shows, you always have to say, wait, did you watch it? Did you finish it? Can we talk about it? You always have to like ask if it's a show like Orange is the New Black (laughs) or Stranger Things. Um, And then you have uh, other models like HBO – who have always pretty much been the only premium television content out there. It always felt bougie to me as a kid. Like HBO was yes. like expensive, but it's also where you get mm-hmm. like the stuff that you hear about <laughs> that's really cool or All really the movies, violent. Movies? <laughs> movies, yeah, oh, like bullshit. Wasn't that movies? like the
0: only channel you could watch movies on when you're young? Yeah. Right? Home like,
1: box office. Yeah. There you go. And so so HBO is also trying to figure out their streaming thing with their HBO Now service and or HBO Max, is that what it's called now? And mm-hmm. um, but I do think they were probably the first to produce super high quality, high budget television. It was just there was only very few series. It would be like The Sopranos, Sex in the City, Six Feet Under. Uh, but now everyone's trying to figure out how to do it their way. So I think it's a really interesting time for television right now. And right. this recent hybrid, I kind of liked it because I'm impatient. I like to binge, but I also like everything you just said. I like to talk about it every week. And so yeah, with Stranger Things, both in there. we got both. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that at all. I remember telling you like, wait, did you know that the second half of the season is only two episodes? Like what the? Um, and then I finding out it, it was actually <laughs> four hours worth. It's like, yeah, does it matter <laughs> like, oh, anymore? Just kidding. Yeah. So like, what is an episode? Are these shows now like Mandalorian, Stranger Things, are they books? It's like a whole new medium. For storytellers that I can't quite figure out. It's not a movie, it's not a TV show, and there's so many rules that don't matter, like runtime. You
0: know what they kind of are like is, like, soap operas, right? It's like an Ooh. ongoing series.
1: You're right.
0: Like, I was telling Jacob, I was like, I, I kind of wish, like, we were talking about this same topic the other day, which is funny that you bring it up now, but um, I was telling Jacob, like, I kind of wish they had, like, a high-quality soap opera, because, like, If it looked like these shows that we all love, then I would probably watch it. Because, for instance, like Days of Our Lives and All My Children, those have been out for like 30, 40 years. Like I'd have a series to watch endlessly throughout the rest of my life probably at this point. Right. So kind of interesting to think about, too.
1: It is. It is. And they're starting to like merge. When I think about shows like I haven't watched it in years, but like Grey's Anatomy at what point is that a really high-polar soap opera versus a regular TV series? Because it just goes on and on, and the characters say forever. And there's something um, about the the daily soap opera that makes it always feel so cheap, like Days of Our Lives. Like It feels like they're filmed on like a home video camera.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. That...
1: <laughs> very, very weird. Um, okay, so the other thing that I think is really cool about Stranger Things, its last season, is the music. And, you know, I think the show has always been good for the music. But this season just really, it solidified them at Netflix as pop culture juggernauts so they decided to use Kate Bush's song which we probably all heard a thousand times by now Running Up a Hill it's all over TikTok it's all over the show and it's it's actually a fantastic song I've been listening to it a lot because of the show Um, she is now charting at number one this song had never gone to number one this is now over 20 years later she's at number one amazing she's now <laughs> made millions of dollars in royalties and Going back to the viral sensation, everybody went from singing about what happened to Bruno, or we don't talk about Bruno, to running up a hill. So they they stole that. They stole the limelight of what everybody's singing about right now, and I don't think Disney likes that either. And they're like, Wait, how do we do this? Like, what song do you remember from The Mandalorian that became a pop song, or from WandaVision, or Miss Marvel? I feel like Miss Marvel's is on the right path to maybe do that. I thought it was pretty awesome that they opened with the weekend song for that. But it kinda came and went and it was already a popular song. It didn't feel like it was for that show. So the way Stranger Things has been able to take the music and make it part of the experience. Really, really
0: great. I'd say and sorry about my background noise, I have a motorcycle literally going up and down my street. it's just like too bad it's uh, 11 like, in that away? weird
1: season the bad season of stranger things where 11 like on that punk rock journey <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that episode
0: no me either <laughs> um but when you were mentioning these songs it made me think of agatha all along
1: oh that song caught on there you go i that one 100 i think that is wandavision you're right that was a really yep. good one all right i was so, like there's
0: something there was something and then all of a sudden that little video you and i made popped up and i'm like
1: and I think that that, did, totally that little made little it trend. to the charts, for sure. I remember reading about yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, the music, really cool. Another thing that makes Stranger Things music reminds me of Disney is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy does really well with music and getting that in yeah. your mind. Yeah, and, and resurging old it. songs, too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it makes you think of Guardians. Like, I hear most of those songs now, and if, it puts me in a good mood if I hear any of those songs from the mixtape. Yeah. Um,
0: I keep wondering if Kate Bush is, like, a family member or a best friend of somebody that works on Stranger Things. Like, did she know this was about to happen? Or is she just, like, retired, chilling somewhere, and all of a sudden her music is... (laughs) everywhere again and she's making millions of dollars not doing a damn thing right
1: i i hope <laughs> like, it's the latter that's a fun mon, a i know that funnier would be story amazing. yeah yeah because because <laughs> these days like if let's say netflix licensed the song they probably didn't even deal with her they dealt with like some record label
0: right yeah the production crew or whatever like yeah. the label or whatever yeah
1: <laughs> wow okay so the music love that um and then it starts to make me think also about who is the Disney plus audience? And if they really want to compete with Netflix, they need to add more stuff. And we've seen it over the last couple of months. Some strange things have happened. Uh, number one, they have updated a lot of Disney plus. So you're, you're starting to see content from Hulu over there, which is the other streaming platform mm-hmm. they own, including love Victor, which we talked about LGBT show. And um They're putting a lot of other stuff on here that I didn't expect them to put. You also have things like American Horror Story. Okay, so that's on Hulu. Will that ever show up on Netflix? I mean, not Netflix. Whoops. Disney Plus. (laughs) Do they need show like a content? Do they need content like that there? I don't know.
0: I mean, so I don't want to steal it from you. I'm trying to, I'm like looking through your notes real quick to hopefully not steal it. But just to drop it real quick, Multiverse of Madness was definitely like an adult film, right?
1: So Very like, much so, yes. That's a great point.
0: Yeah. So I feel like that is kind of bleeding into a different group of people, a different demographic than what they were normally doing in um, Disney and Marvel films. Like, I guess they are dipping into that demographic and other demographics, but they're more focusing on adults for that one. So I wonder if that might be some, uh, like, like glimpse into the future.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, because the question I'm posing is: do, do the does Disney need more mature content, mature audience content on Disney Plus? And when you were just telling me about Doctor Strange, I started thinking of Moon Knight. That was pretty mature. There was this opening scene where Ethan Hawke is stepping into broken glass, and I had to look away, like shards of glass <laughs> with his bare feet. Um, so yeah, I guess they can. They they're playing around with getting darker. Um, I'm curious how how dark they will go to me Stranger Things is you know the genre is ultimately what like horror adventure family each season's a little bit different too a little bit darker than the other
0: yes agreed a lot darker than the other ones actually Um, yeah I would I don't know it's hard because I remember you were saying you were talking about the boys this morning you said you had to look away from a scene and I and I was like is it is it scary? And then I was like going on this whole trip of like trying to analyze, is this a horror show? Like, what is this? Like, what are all these shows? <laughs>
1: right.
0: It's almost like so many genres you can fit into one show nowadays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, Multi- and with all the fanservice. The multiverse service, of genres. <laughs> there's so much fan service in Stranger Things that pays tribute to the horror movies we grew up, the mystery movies, the kids' movies, like Goonies mm. and all that stuff so um you know disney also loves to thrive on that type of uh, content that has these easter eggs so that you keep watching it and you make youtube videos about it and talk about it
0: and i Uh, eat it up bring it on bring Bring it on
1: (laughs) and so the other question to pose for ourselves with disney plus is how much of it has been original content so i think this is where netflix shines is they made up Stranger Things with the Duffer Brothers. That is a Netflix original. Um, so are other shows like Squid Games, and that's a foreign language film, and they gone they went global with that. Another one is called Elites, which I really love. It's a it's like a Gossip Girl, but in Spain, and that's a global phenomenon, also a Netflix original. Whereas the Disney Plus hits are part of franchises that we already knew, so we weren't taking a big risk to invest in the Mandalorian or a new Marvel show, because you already know what it's about. I couldn't really think of any good, like, Disney Plus originals unless I'm just blanking. But I'm thinking they they need Mm -hmm. to figure out that strategy, too.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think there are any. Yeah. I've always pictured those as originals because, like, for instance, like, uh, even though we hadn't or we've met Wanda before. Like I didn't feel like I knew her at all until the series came out on Disney Plus, WandaVision. Um, so it felt original to me. But you're right. It's like there already is a a level of familiarity, which helps a lot with right people investing in their time and any and money in Disney Plus and everything to watch these shows. Is they already know that it has something that they like about it versus something that's just completely new. Yeah. Um. God. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of anything off the top.
1: Right. Yeah. They're all part original. of the franchise machine. There are like a handful of nonfiction shows that are originals that I don't really watch too much, like the Jeff Goldblum show. But those are very like Na- National Geographic, oh, yeah. Discovery Channel. They don't feel like, like you said, like a mega soap opera or series.
0: Well, like some fiction, some like magic thrown on it. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to so, go back to that. Throw so curious. Magic.
1: I want to know what they're up to back there and, and what we're going to hear about. I'm sure Disney Plus is going to be a huge topic at the D23 Expo. They love to. They had a whole yes. uh, panel when we went the yep. last time dedicated. This, this
0: one coming up, they also have their own panel.
1: There you go. So. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff I want to hear. I want to know how they're going to compete with Netflix. Netflix is still at the top of their game. I know they lose subscribers here and there, but they're they're. The gap between Netflix and all the other streaming services, including Disney Plus, is massive. It's like a canyon. But Disney Plus is number two. So they they want wow. to get up there. They want to get up there. So I think they're going to keep putting their money into Disney Plus because of things like Stranger Things. And I think that means we won't see as much investment in the other business lines like the parks, for better or for worse. <sighs> What do you think about it? What do you think about
0: it? I think that is... Okay, so I know I'm not the only one out there. I haven't really talked about this, I don't think, to anyone. But I compare Chapek to Eisner, like, a lot in my head. And then I, I remember Eisner. I actually want to do a deep dive on Eisner at some point because there's a lot of reasons to love him and a lot of reasons to hate him. However, the general consensus is that we hate him. So I'm like, why? how did that change? Where did that go? And I think a lot of it was in the parks. And it was because he was so focused on those Renaissance Disney films, which were just, like, amazing, right? Like, we couldn't have been the Disney Holics who we are today, at least I think, without those films. And Eisner is behind a lot of them. And... Meanwhile, the parks were, like, kind of suffering. Yeah. So, like.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: what's going to happen here. You're right. Now he's going to focus on Disney Plus instead of the movies or both. Maybe film and TV versus the parks. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, it was probably huge focus to lead the box office at that time that he took ownership. And then from what I understand, too, there was that. Moment that completely changed Michael Eisner when he went from being a creative visionary to having to deal with operations and business after yeah. the CFO. Let alone died, like the president
0: his died. bestie dying. Yeah. yeah. Like, pff, I can only imagine. So I
1: agree. Like, he but... he has like his good era and then like a not so great era. Yeah. And, yeah. Whereas <laughs> at least, end- at he, least he had a good news. era. I, think that's why. I don't think Chapek has any good era at all. <laughs>
0: Not yet. Let's see. Maybe he'll be the flip of Eisner. We'll like end up loving oh, yeah. him by the time he's done
1: his next renewal. Let's just hope for years. it. Let's
0: put it out there in the universe, the Disney Plus universe.
1: <laughs> Disney Plus universe. But and for the-
0: reals, can we take some time and talk about Stranger Things 4?
1: Yes, please. What a great series, chapter, whatever you want to call it. So yeah,
0: I was really surprised by this one because, like you said, it did feel a lot darker. Um, it like the other series, I feel like they have a lot more cute and quirky moments instead yeah. of like just going like straight for it, like this one did.
1: It reminded me a lot of a couple series come to mind. Uh, one is Harry Potter, the books and the movies. They started out very innocent, and then you grow up with these characters and the actors, which is bizarre with Stranger Things too. And you grow up very with them, true. and then every all the stakes get higher. Everything's much more mature. Um, everything that was fun and adventurous in the beginning is now a lesson learned for how they're going to fight the the big bad at the end. Um, Also reminds me of um, Star Wars Rebels as well. It started off very cartoony. By the end, I'm like, people are dying. Planets (laughs) are suffering. There's a freaking scary blue guy. And (laughs) same with Stranger Things. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we have Vecna, a a humanoid creature thing. And uh, there's also the concept of of the upside down, and I mean Stranger Things started like what five years ago, and that whole thing of being flipped into this alternate dimension. So all of those things came to a head in this um, in this season. What what did you love about it?
0: I all the things you just said and I especially loved so I've always loved the concept of the upside down and we got to see a lot of it in this yeah. season like I think we saw more of it than any other season right and I had always been wanting more like even to the extent when um during like the height of COVID in 2020 they like converted a parking lot into a stranger things drive through there was an upside down section and I was like can I just go back and drive through it again? like I wanted to see it more even in person like it's just it's it's I I love how everything is reversed but similar it's just it's cool um and I really like how in and correct me if I'm wrong I'm trying to remember as I say it out loud but it was like time stamped right like it wasn't just a flip universe of us today it was like a flipped universe of a specific time and date yes something happened right yeah so that was a whole nother flip on this concept that i didn't realize yeah they were they went now.
1: there to to look for something in their real world but it wasn't there on the other side right it's things like that yeah were they like lo- reading yet, or...
0: her diary or something and yeah it was, like, it was only up to a certain date and she's like what my diary is completely filled out or whatever
1: i think it's that was, the that it's attached to um it's been weeks now since the end of Spoiler Things. Spoiler Things? <laughs> by the end, by, the time this <laughs> airs, thing. it's been weeks since Stranger Things. So spoiler alert. But yeah, I think it was when Henry slash One slash Vecna was uh, thrown into Upside Down and turned into Vecna. That's when the Upside Down froze, which is just right. such a smart concept. And the other thing I love about it is the Duffer brothers who produce and direct and write Stranger Things, they had all five chapters, including the final season next year. They had it all all the story points written out, which goes back to like when you look at the Marvel universe and how smooth it's been over 10 plus years versus the Star Wars sequel saga, which was a hot mess. Three different directors at one point, not working together. <laughs> Nothing was scripted out. They didn't know what was going to happen. Um, versus this, when they do it right, it's just so rewarding like to get toward the end and see it all come together oh my goodness
0: right yeah i have to admit some of the things about uh even like the mandalorian how they had a different director each episode there was a like they sometimes lucky, you feel the I
1: tone think. right sometimes every now <laughs> yeah. and then, every now and then yeah
0: 100 percent. and like i think they got lucky with the people they picked to where it could blend well enough to not be noticed by like just anyone maybe i don't know how to say like that a but general like general
1: audience wouldn't know
0: about it yeah yet. yeah general audience might not even catch on but then like if they had picked different people it would have felt like what is happening you, like there's a, a there's like a real big leeway of how you could screw that up really easily yeah. right yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah i like that it was all produced by the same people and i guess they had made a bunch they're like really into their fans as well which i love yeah. so they they like made a bunch of promises to the fans like they won't kill off certain characters or whatever, <laughs> which is funny. And I here. love
1: how they had... Uh, you mentioned the thing that was built in the parking lot. There seems to be a ton of Stranger Things pop-up experiences. I'm seeing them come through on my Instagram ads here in New York City. And then uh, Universal Horror Nights had a Stranger Things maze one time. And oh gosh, what a cool franchise to be able to walk into. Yeah, we have of.
0: one in San Francisco right now and I'm Wanting to go? Ow! I just bit my tongue. I'm wanting to go. I just, I, I don't know who to go with. I think is why I'm waiting. Like, who should I take with me? Mike moved to California. Thanks.
1: California. <laughs> um, I can't leave the Stranger Things segment without talking about the heavy metal scene with Eddie. Oh my god,
0: so good on the
1: freaking trailer top. <sighs> what? 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 What was your reaction that, during that whole scene?
0: I was laughing my ass off so first of all eddie's a new character to us right so yeah you would think like oh he hasn't been here the past three seasons we might not care about him that much we the myself included just as an individual let alone the entire stranger fans community like are obsessed with eddie so like (laughs) the fact that whatever happened happened was very sad but he got to do his metal concert and it was so cool because um i love how he mentioned he's like of course this makes it into the other into the upside down or whatever like he still has this guitar like it was so funny that he mentioned that of course this would be here um and then when he's playing it they do this aspect like cinematography aspect where they do this like flying camera around him like really fast and it's so metal like they do that in every metal music video yes
1: it was like so good
0: like Jacob and I were like literally cheering while we we're watching that.
1: Part. It was so. I feel like my hair was getting blown back. <laughs> yeah. It was, and and even the the both characters um, just kept saying that was so metal. That was like, so metal. It was so. It was everything you think of with heavy metal, and I and I loved it. I don't even like that genre. It was yes. Yeah, like, you have literal like flying demon bats. That's what you would see on the record covers for these yep. albums. <laughs> <laughs> And really cool sort of Easter egg is that the song that Eddie played to, which is by Metallica called "Master of Puppets," uh, that was a song that they wanted to do. They found out a few weeks before shooting that, in the Stranger Things timeline, whatever year that is in the eighty whatever, uh, Metallica released "Master of Puppets" two weeks before that the date in which the events were occurring and so not only perfect. are they it's canon they're allowed to use it they even said Eddie is such a a metal head that he would definitely already have that tape even though it just came out right and he would know how to play it and everything it was just that's it was so, so good so perfect and what a great way for a, a one season character that's to hilarious have, like, yeah
0: I wonder did they plan the time around the release of that song or did it just happen like happened happen to what that? I
1: was reading was the, it, it was a Oops, was that song even out? And then they found oh out it was per- it was like meant to be. And then Metallica, Hilarious. Metallica was so happy that they used it there all over.
0: it. Oh my god, I love it. That is so good. So
1: cool. <sighs> Stranger things. On uh, ending on this piece, what do you I, I want to ask what do you think will happen in the final chapter or maybe what do you want to happen? Where do you want to see these kids go in the I story? I was worried
0: you were going to ask me that cuz I really have no idea. Um I feel like this season I didn't love. So I I love the season. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like the what's her name? Winona Ryder. What's her character's name?
1: I want to say Lydia, but that's Beetlejuice. Janice? Is
0: it the J?
1: (laughs) I can't think of it. Winona. Shoot!
0: I keep I almost call her Nancy all the time. That's Nancy is a different character. But anyway. Um, Winona Ryder, whoever she is, and Hopper, their storyline was so intense through the first three-fourths of the season, and all of a sudden it was just kind of like over, and they're back home. I was like, what? Like, it didn't <laughs> do enough for me, so I almost want to see more from them in this next season um, to kind of... It just felt anticlimactic for their portion. Like, they were supposed to kill off the Demogorgon, and, which, by the way, Mike taught me that Demogorgon is is plural just like cacti no that's not a good version deer deer so,
1: <laughs> moose
0: like deer moose right instead of saying deers you would just say deer same with demogorgon super cool um but they had to kill off the demogorgon to weaken vecna and i guess that happened but it, it there was so much happening. There's so many people helping. Eleven came in and did stuff. It actually felt like she saved the day over anything that Hopper and What's Her Face were doing. So, like, that to me felt ruined. And I want to see that fixed a little bit. Um, but truly, I just want to see them, like... I want to see Eleven live her life. I feel so Aww. bad for that girl. Like, yeah. she finally got rid Gosh. of Papa. And like, just let her breathe a little bit and like she's been speaking a lot better and all these things that are happening in her life are like so sad so I want her to be able to like become like how she was doing in last season she was doing a lot better in last season remember yeah like she finding like herself and like mm-hmm. yeah
1: but I still didn't so. like that punk rock episode it was like weird she hung out with like Not the punk number rock yeah, like, 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 like number 7 9 and 13 or something yeah. <laughs> like the other numbers I did always yeah, I wonder I totally
0: forgot about that it reminded me of um Ready Player One, where they all said, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I do remember speaking of the numbered children, I remember season one thinking, Who is number one? Her name is Eleven. Who's number one? They haven't talked about it. So, finding out that number one was there all along, and spoiler alert, is the big bad transformed into it yes, because like of Eleven. Because
0: of all their problems.
1: So, she's kind of every, 11. It's also the cause of everybody's problems because she's the one who turned him into the monster. Right. Um, gosh, I keep saying we're going to end it, but there is one more thing that I wanted to mention because you talked about the Demigorgon noun. Um, I also found out that these creatures are named by the kids in the show because these are actual monsters in the Dungeons & Dragons game lore. So there's really a Demogorgon. There's really a Vecna. So they label these monsters they encounter with these, but they're not necessarily called that by other people. So I think that's great. Like Vecna doesn't call himself
0: Vecna. He doesn't call
1: himself Vecna, nope, (laughs) at all. Uh, I totally
0: forgot about that. I did know about the Demogorgon thing, but I didn't know about Vecna.
1: Vecna and Mind Flayer, I think, was the previous that big spider-looking thing. Uh, oh yeah, was also one. Yep. I kind of, I'm, I'm curious about Dungeons and Dragons fandom. I've never tapped into it, but there's like something uh, interesting. I wish there. I could
0: get into it so bad. All I want in my life right now, like. All I want is a tabletop full of dice and friends. Right? It like, literally just that's all I want anymore. I just want people to hang o- hang out, come over to the house and like do something that takes hours and fun together. But I cannot I don't have the mental capacity for that game. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, and you have to There's like so many things.
1: Be a responsible like host or guide or whatever if you're picked up. You have down.
0: to commit yeah. big time.
1: But Man. the way you described that was so good. That was, the beginning of these kids when we saw them, that was their life, was just playing board games in the basement and having fun and not worrying about a thing. And here they are, teenagers and the world is being destroyed. <laughs> so
0: Right. Yeah, my my ending might be kind of lame because I just want it to be easy for them, but that's truly what They I want. deserve it. They deserve <laughs> they it deserve after it. all
1: of this. And I think I think they are gonna get it. Um I was reading some theories before they premiered the finale which was a lot of theories were this season's going to end on a sad note. Vecna's going to win. They're going to lose, which sets up the flip in the final one, which is something we see all the time in like trilogies, like Return of the King. Right. um, Empire Strikes Back. And it it felt like a middle. The way it ended felt like a middle movie of a trilogy because it just ended.
0: It feels like... For me, at least, it felt like they beat Vecna, but we all know Vecna's not gone. Like they didn't fully like he's right. gonna pop back up. That's kind of how I have that feeling.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like in. It reminds me again of Harry Potter. He's like Voldemort now. Like, is he a Horcrux? Is he just within <laughs> all the the black smoke? Right. Um, but he got Max, and that was the last person he needed at the end. Well, he like half killed her. So, poor thing. Ooh,
0: I can't believe they started breaking her limbs. I'm like, what? Yes. I couldn't believe it. Oh my god. And I remember
1: thinking, how are they gonna go back from this? Is she gonna be, like, in a body cast? She sure was. Poor thing. Yep. Ugh.
0: Sure was. And I didn't know the eyes happened. Did they show that?
1: Yeah, when she started floating. Like, it, partial turned, or whatever? Yeah. The white. Ugh, it's kind of gross.
0: Yeah. I guess she, you're right, she was already like that as soon as she got tranced or whatever it's called. Like,
1: yeah, and it would be but. cool if if her character evolves to become sort of like a like an oracle, like she's still kind of there but she's also blind and half connected to the upside down. Who knows where they're going to go with this? Mm, okay. it's really really okay.
0: interesting. Do you want Will and Mike to hook up? I, was curious.
1: <laughs> I do not. I think it's so cute <laughs> that Will most likely has a huge crush on oh. Mike. And Mike wants eleven, right? Yeah, he's with eleven. Yeah. they like each other, right? I was saying I was wondering if there's people chasing each other, but no, it's just
0: no, no they're they're just Poor together. Will. Will is just chasing Mike.
1: I also wonder like... another theory I have is that Vecna is going to go back into Will and Will's going to become Vecna.
0: Oh, yeah. We saw it at the end. I forgot right? about he, that. His,
1: like, the hair stood up on the yeah. back of his neck. And that happened to him in season one. He was the first yep. to get That would be a good violated. full circle.
0: I like that. Okay.
1: okay, Very exciting. Okay. It's not Disney, so we will move on. But I think Disney needs to watch out <laughs> and they need to step it up. And it could result in less stuff at the parks. Let's hope not. But I'm sure we'll find out a lot at the D23 Expo. So we talked about things like the upside down made me think that I'm seeing the multiverse concept, whether it's time, alternate dimensions, universes, space-time continuum. I'm seeing it everywhere in pop culture over the last few years and right now, right?
0: Everywhere. Everywhere.
1: Totally. And the things that come to mind are some of the obvious ones. We just talked about Stranger Things. Then obviously Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. What else? comes to mind where we've been seeing this
0: everything everywhere all at once yes down the best multiverse out there but just saying it it, it really
1: is it's a it's a one-time movie it's original it's not part of a franchise but they like nailed it they They nailed the mechanics of alternate realities and every um what if that you could think of to poke a hole they were already like 10 minutes ahead of you in that movie
0: Oh, yeah. So, What If is another one, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Is that considered? There you go. What If is another yep. one. Loki. Oh, God, there's so many. Loki, like. Uh,
0: Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Into
1: the Spider-Verse. Umbrella Academy, which I haven't started the current Umbrella
0: Academy. That's the other one I was trying to think of what? for sure. The Boys. Uh,
1: the Boys. Kind
0: of. Does it?
1: Uh, Not yet, anyways. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: There's the weird superhero stuff that's reminding me of Umbrella Academy. See, they're all, like, reminding me of something else. <laughs> right. <I keep> going <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I think I think it's it's trendy right now, and what I'm wondering is, is it just a current craze? For example, vampires were a craze for a while. There was, like, a big robot craze. Uh, in the 90s, wait, there was, like... Wait,
0: a- wait, What was your vampire name, Mike?
1: <laughs> Are you talking about Draven <laughs> Ecstasy? Okay, I was obsessed with vampires and interviewed <laughs> with a vampire, but this was before... Uh, twilight and everything i i was too old for the twilight stuff i think we both were right we kind of skipped over (laughs) that. oh
0: my god it's so good i just had to call you out
1: (laughs) no it's good and it also proves that these things come back around just like fashion right vampires like early 90s and then vampires again twilight in the 2000s um apocalypse apocalyptic end of the world movies were big when we were movie going teenagers you had like Independence Day, Deep Impact, yep. Armageddon. And then End they of the kind of world, go almost, away yeah. after a few years and you'll see one or one or so every now and then. Um, teen Slashers was a big craze also for us when we were growing oh my
0: up. my God. Can we get back like the 80s adventure movies, please? Please.
1: Like, <laughs> I thought we were going to with the popularity of Stranger Things mm-hmm. and I thought it was going to become a craze. And then it kind of just puffed away.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. I would love like a whole new resurgence of like the Goonies and yes. Neverland Story. Oh my god! I would Flight freak of the out.
1: Navigator, all those oh, things. Stop. Okay, Disney Plus, here we go. They can make some good movies. Bring it on, on originals. Come on, originals. Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, I've just noticed that it's everywhere, and you sometimes text me like, "Hey, are you watching the new series or the new season of something?" And I just cannot keep track of the rules of all of these multiverses between Umbrella Academy. Um, <laughs> Russian Doll was when I just finished so I, now I can move on but that one had a lot of rules in the multiverse travel, so I had to like pay attention kind of stressful
0: yeah it's hard when you're mixing them at the same time um so oh go ahead
1: oh no that was it I just noticed it and I'm wondering if other people notice it too so I'm glad I'm not the only one
0: Oh, you are not. There's also something else recently that I just realized is coming back. Oh, I went to the Alameda County Fair, and there were a bunch of girls that were dressed in, like, chola-style clothing, and they even had, like, they had dickies and, like, a black tank top, and they even had shoestrings as, like, their belts. Oh, wow. And I'm like... This is so 90s like it's not even like and they were you young know, sometimes they do like the they're very young they're oh like high gosh. schoolers or something like it re- It was like Newark Memorial High School all back like it was all just flooding back in when we saw them. <laughs> it was so weird and I was with Danielle one of our high school friends so it was very weird
1: like, <laughs> that is very weird.
0: Sometimes they'll have like the modern version of something we've seen in the past. But some of these things that are coming out today feel like they're literally the same exact thing as what it used to be. It's 100%.
1: Creepy. And it's very odd. <laughs> and it just and means we're getting old. Odd,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so speaking of odd, um, there was a Reddit thread that came out a while back that you mentioned to me that I am so excited to review. It's about odd and unexpected Disneyland and Disney World souvenirs. And I have a few of these under my belt, and I think they are the, the most fun souvenirs to have. So I want to hear more about this. Can you tell us a little bit about this Reddit thread?
1: Yes. Okay, so the Reddit thread started off by a Disney fan who posted. They are like, what is your most obscure Disneyland souvenir or object? That you have. And I like that they put object because it implies that not everything is purchasable, but you might still have something from the parks. And, okay. <laughs> and what they wrote on here, their example was, hey, I have a travel-sized bottle of mouthwash and a plastic flosser pl- pick. Guess where? From. And we were just what? there recently, but it was a different place at the time. The
0: Grand Californian. The
1: dream Wait, suite. place. When we went, it was 21 Royal, and we sure were in the bathrooms looking at those napkins and trying to take yeah! Someone definitely (laughs) took the mouthwash, 100%, I thought. Um, (laughs) And so I love that other people are out there like this. So this person was so proud, and they just proudly displayed it at home, mouthwash and floss, From the time they got to go in the dream suite over Pirates of the Caribbean where the art gallery used to be. And so they prompted everyone, what else do you have? Um, And there are a ton of very interesting things. So someone mentioned uh, the snake in the peanut can that you could buy at the Main Main Street Joke Shop. And they had it from 1982. And so they were were wondering if it's even still sold there. So that's one of those old school pranks where you open it and the snake pops out of the peanut can. Oh,
0: okay, okay. So
1: cute. And so like old school fun and fun and games, right? right? Um, So that was one that this person's proud of. That one got the most upvotes. People really love that one for some reason. Uh, We have another one of these sneaky uh, takeaways. A Club 33 cocktail swizzle stick. Ooh, I have one of those. There you go. There you go. (laughs) You have one too. Uh, People are very proud of that one. There's plenty of people who did talk about taking the paper towels and napkins from Club 33, but there's a lot that specifically say the bathroom paper towels with the Club 33 logo on it. And people also Mm -hmm. have chocolate squares with the logo that they took home and they keep. Yes. Keep and hoard forever.
0: Yes, I have it. I still have it with the original chocolate from, like, 2001. Oh, my so God. Gross. It's probably,
1: like, that crusty kind when you open it.
0: Oh, white. <laughs> white. <Yeah.
1: laughs> okay, this next one, amazing, and I wish I did it. Uh, they kept one of the Flynn Arcade tokens that you could get at Electronica. Do you remember they had the pop-up replica of the arcade?
0: I have a few of those. I can give you one. <gasps> oh, I would if love I one. Find them. I would love one. Maybe I could, like, I haven't I, I kept quite a few.
1: That's I so I just cool. have to find
0: him, You know how that goes. But yeah. when I find him, I'll definitely get one for <laughs> In a you.
1: bag of regular coins. Um, Were but you yeah. there
0: that day when that guy was getting hundreds of dollars of them?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Oh, my God. I had to go into a back room and, and make a report about him. So he was just quick, tangent, crazy Disney story. He was like we found out Flynn's was going to be closing, right? Like they're going re- oh. to re-theme it. And so he went there with, like, multiple 20s and was just trying to cash out on those tokens to keep them to sell them on eBay.
1: Interesting. And he had, like, a
0: giant bag full of them, like a burglar would or something, like, with a money <laughs> sign on them. Like, I can just picture him. Cookie Crunch? he had, like, crunch. a backpack he was filling these with. And he kept tapping out all the machines. And, like, everyone was getting Ugh. upset because, like, normal people couldn't play the video games in there, right? Because all those so things... That's so greedy. And he was just standing there forever. So bad. So, um... He ended up getting in a really bad fight with one of the, like, regular guests that was, like, trying to tell him, like, dude, I need to, can I just buy my $5 of tokens and you can go back to whatever you're doing? Like, he's waiting in line. All the other machines were already empty. And he got in a big fight with him. And I, the... The few of us that were around, they had to take us and have us, like, write a report about what we saw or whatever. And it was bad
1: news. Um,
0: so don't be that guy. Don't,
1: be that, don't guy. be that guy. But
0: I do have a handful of them. I think I got, like, $2 worth or something. So
1: It's so cool. I did the very
0: light version. <laughs>
1: And in typical Reddit fashion, th- that cre- this Flynn Arcade token story created its own sub-sub Reddit where people were just talking about how much they missed Electronica. It will never come back. Electronica's the best. They're saying it's disappointment now that they read this post because now they remember how much they love it and it's likely never <laughs> coming back, they said. Um, and then there was a lot of... Uh, waxing nostalgia about like the mad tea party and some of those other things that we've talked about on the podcast before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the that token guy. is so cool. Oh yeah, with so like cool. the mirror mirror costume. Yeah, so like the,
0: yeah that guy cool. was really cool. Very I would cool. just sit there and watch his show like, wow.
1: Um, what oh, I didn't see on here and I'm curious why it's not on here, is nobody is manning up to stealing the sporks from Galaxy's Edge anywhere on this Reddit Ooh, thread. Ooh, I'm surprised. Is it too soon? Like, they're scared?
0: <laughs> they're probably scared, I bet you, because that was a big problem.
1: Yeah, it was. And that was that was a cool one. And, I mean, I'm glad I didn't take one because, um, you know, What is it? You can't have nice things like this is why you can't have nice things. But everybody else took one. So ruined it for all of us.
0: I'm mad I didn't take one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Uh, Okay, here's one that I'm not familiar with and I want to see if you remember it. They're napkins for food that had the Disneyland 50th anniversary logo on it and i'm sure it was out there i just don't remember
0: napkins mm i don't remember i don't recall i can picture it immediately but i don't know if it's just my imagination yeah or
1: what. I, in my imagination i picture imagination, them huh? handing us those cupcakes with the napkin but it's just in yeah. my mind uh, solely in right. my mind <laughs>
0: Like cocktail style ones with the little diagonal on it.
1: Exactly, exactly that. Uh, There's a funny story here on this Reddit thread about a missing souvenir. So this man had a Disneyland 25th anniversary keychain, but his ex-girlfriend stole it from him.
0: And he said
1: very specifically about every five years, he gets bitter about it again. So this, I'm trying to think how many years have passed. Wow, poor guy. That sucks.
0: Could you imagine going through a breakup and you think that person is like still missing you and all they really care about is their 25th anniversary yep. Disneyland thing? Like
1: freaking things. They don't
0: care about your relationship. They just want their thing back. What was it, key a Keychain?
1: A Keychain. 25th. Key that's chain. really cool. That, was that, were we even around? I can't think of the math
0: that would be what 75 80
1: 1980 oh wow i was being conceived you were born right
0: i was freshly born for like a month and a
1: couple days freshly born and uh (laughs) another one that came up here a lot it's not too surprising but still cool are the ticket books from the 1960s that have uh the different letters few people had mentioned that most of them don't have e-tickets in their old Mm -hmm. ones so i don't do you know info about why what that is i don't know
0: well the e tickets were the most popular and the ticket books were sold um i don't know the exact quantities but they were always sold with like maybe two e tickets but like five of the other letters like more so people felt like oh we're getting 20 tickets but only two of them were for the good rides like the big rides
1: oh so make you buy more
0: ticket books um, so a lot of people would end up using some of the other ones and then uh, for sure the e-tickets. And then it would just be a book of like random other tickets left. But they would always usually use those for sure.
1: Oh, Most okay. Most commonly used, yeah. That makes sense then. Uh, cool one here is uh, that comes with a story. So there was a an adult who was remembering when they were a music student in high school in Orange County. And apparently, Disneyland cast members would take the kids out on field trips, and they would take you behind Toontown backstage, and it's where Disneyland had its music workshop. They had instruments, and this is also where they would workshop new songs and performances, routines, things like that. And when the kids would leave, they would get a zip string bag with the disneyland music department logo on it and a pin that says ears for the arts which i think was the program for these kids and this person really proud of that that's a cool one that they have really cool that
0: is a cool one yeah i didn't even know they
1: did those things back there behind me either which is probably now going to be the runaway railway (laughs) sorry about it (laughs) (laughs) when they moved all those facilities (laughs) yeah (laughs) beyond the berm um this one, you're going to be so jealous. So somebody Stop. has two Honnison. photos that were hung on the wall in the lobby of Country Bear Jamboree at Disneyland. Aww. Two photos that were hung so on the cute. wall. Uh, but they did make a point to say, we legally obtained these via auction. So they did not steal them <laughs> while waiting for the ride. It was after it was long gone. Right. Uh, I have a few others that I'm going to scroll down and read to you. But what do you, what do you have? I'm curious that you you might have. Taken. So
0: I I like weird things almost more than like the normal the normal stuff. But I can't think of too many things I have that are super weird. A lot of things I have that commemorate um, a time and place. So like if there's a special event happening or whatever. But I do have two very weird things on my shelf over here and i'm gonna grab them real fast so i can show Ooh. you and then i'll post the picture on instagram oh, so everyone it. else can see but hold on stay tuned some hold music mike sing
1: it <laughs> the music of the night oh wait that's phantom of the opera which i would like to see turned into a disney animated film someday i think it could be a great adaptation
0: all right Get my headphones back on here.
1: Ooh. Ooh. I just hit
0: my microphone. Sorry about that. Describe to us. I actually came back with five things.
1: Amazing. So
0: the first one I'm going to start off with, and I just think this is, it's not that weird, I guess, but since you were just talking about Country Bears, um, well after Country Bear Jamboree had left Disneyland Park, they came out with these, um, what are they called? It's like jugs that you I don't know if they're like mason jugs or what, but they came out with this country bear-themed jug that they sold at the Hungry Bear restaurant. And it was like a sipper. Do you see this? Oh, what I like that. Called? It
1: looks like a maple syrup bottle, but I, I don't know. There you go. Syrup. Like, right? Yeah, like
0: an old syrup jug. Um, it has yep, country jug. bears on it. It's just a weird thing. And it was kind of right when sippers were getting starting to get popular. Um, do you remember for a long time they would have those – Themed cups with the handle like you get at uh, Disney World for the unlimited drinks. Oh, yes. That was like all we would see for that. And then the buckets were always literally just a round bucket with a print on it. Yeah. Until we started getting all these crazy things coming out, right? So this was kind of the beginning of that turn of where we started seeing more unique things coming out. So that one's a fun one. Um, This next one. <laughs> Have you seen one of these before?
1: <laughs> Ooh, describe that for us. It's hard to...
0: So this is a little case. Um, it has a very cute box. It actually closes up in here like this. So it would normally close here. And it's a Main Street Electrical Parade box. Oh, is that Disneyland. the light bulb that you got? It's the light bulb. Very cool. So this was after um, the first time that the Main Street Electrical Parade closed, when we all thought it was like gone, right? Like right. that's it, Sayonara. Never gonna see it again. Um, they sold a bunch of these lights that are actually lights plucked off of the floats, and they put them in this little display case that I have here. that I'm showing Mike, um, and I I think it's funny now because it, I mean it's still it's literally there today. Yeah, so, it's, like, back. it's back,
1: it's back in like motion. The
0: never ending story uh, parade, but so that was a fun one. Um, more so. The ironicness of it.
1: So I, I don't really have a good Disneyland one, but the light bulb just reminded me of something. Maybe the only thing I kind of stole. Uh, Santa Monica Pier has this big <laughs> Ferris wheel that's pretty popular. You see it in movies and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I stuck my arm out of the car and I took one of the light bulbs on the oh Ferris wheel. Oh my gosh,
0: how cool. And
1: I, I don't even know where it. I think it's maybe at my parents' house, like in one of our souvenir cases. Um, I don't think I could do that now. I'd be way too scared of heights. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was glad I did that. (laughs) And that's my one weird thing that I wasn't supposed to take, but I took. Sorry. That
0: is cool. I have a similar idea. I stole one of the um, rings, the metal rings that you get at Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk while you're on the carousel to throw into the clown mouth. Oh, that's a good one. I kept one of the rings.
1: That's a good one.
0: Um, And I have a couple others. you want to see these? Yes. Okay, this one isn't super weird, but it's a Disneyland ashtray, which is just kind of weird to have an ashtray.
1: Love that. From
0: Disneyland. Um, and then these are the two original ideas I had of actual weird ones. So, <laughs> I don't know which one to start off with. This one was sold in the parks not even that long ago because of the low, or the uh, price tag on it. It's like the Disney Parks logo. It's, it's not like a super old logo. Um, but it's called... Disney mustaches <laughs> and
1: I think I remember I'm this. Sorry, why did I say I think that? I remember this. Disney
0: mouse stashes. Oh, I'm an idiot. I like the mouse pun. stashes. And this one happens to be the mustache of Walt Disney himself, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> it's very strange. So, if you want to dress up as Walt Disney, particularly the mustache, <laughs> they sold this souvenir that you could. Stick yep. right on your they even face.
0: Have a picture of him next to it so you can see that this was the shape of his uh, actual mustache. I
1: just find it pretty dangerous to stick any mustache on. I- I'm looking at it that you're showing me. It's actually pretty long. It goes the width of his lip. I was worried that it'd be like a Charlie Chaplin one because that also is Hitler. And that just freaks me out. I don't want to yes. put any, any fake mustache Watch out with on. that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... This is just a very weird souvenir. I remember I found it at a Disneyland convention. I didn't get it in the park, and I was like, "What? They sold those, and not even that long ago. That's super weird." It was three ninety five when it was this in the park.
1: Odd and unique thing. That's a really right? good one. Yeah.
0: And then this one came to me as a gift. Um, I think you've seen this before, and it's a Mickey Mouse hat. Have I shown you this?
1: It looks horrifying. So what I'm looking at is like a a fully, it's colored black, like dark black. And like the ears, the same color as the ears, but it extends the whole face. There's no peach or flesh face on it. (laughs) Two giant googly eyes, just making me think of everything everywhere all at once. Uh, A strange, well, I guess that's Mickey Mouse's nose, like a black little round nose. A red tongue mouth. And then Mouseketeer, yep. Mickey Mouse Club logo on top. Like a patch it's, on it. It's horrifying. Yeah. So, so, oh, I get it. So you can wear it as a hat, but it's also a mask. It's all of it? Yes. Ugh.
0: So my best friend, Christy, shout out Christy. She's also a patron of our podcast. Very supportive mm-hmm. friend. She um, got this for me as a gift years and years and years ago now. And... I'm gonna be real, Christy. I think I told you. I thought this was fake. I was like, "There's <laughs> zero chance." I've never seen these before. How would I not? It's so bizarre. Um, but sure enough, I went in and did my research. Inside the hat, you can see the brim of it is the same type of material we still have to this day on Mickey ears. Yeah, and not that the headbands, uh, just the regular Mickey ears. It's like a
1: the hemming that ties know, it all I together did... on the edge.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever that is called, like the finish. Um, And then inside of the hat, it has like a stamp in it, um, and it says like the company that made it and whatnot. So I did my research. Sure enough, these hats were produced in Disneyland right when Disneyland opened for the first like two years or something. So not only is it real, it's like original OG Disneyland history. Like that's so cool. And I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, this is probably hearsay, but they said that they were having fun making it for parents because all the kids would wear it on their heads and it's just like a bunch of little Mickey Mouse heads.
1: Oh, that's like scary. when you look scary. It's just so sc- it looks like those kind of masks that in sort of those modern serial <laughs> killer movies they'll have yeah, a mask yeah. like that. <laughs> like a random costume. See, does it
0: doesn't even fit my face. Mm. Mm-hmm. Does a little bit. Very scary. Super super weird. That's got to be my number one weirdest souvenir I have. So thanks Christy. That is.
1: <laughs> That is, I think that tops the Walt Disney's must, mouse dash, mouse dash. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Ready for a handful more that I found on Reddit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this one is, it, it, I have to describe it. There's no picture of it. um, And it's a t-shirt. So there is apparently a... A very limited run of t-shirts that were given to Imagineers who were testing out the very first Twilight Zone Tower of Terror attraction. And okay. for all those beta testers that got to write it, they are given this Tower of Terror shirt with a logo. But then below it, it said Human Sandbag which was meant to be the joke for what they're (gasps) doing while they're, like, crash test dummies.
0: Hilarious. What the heck?
1: It's out there somewhere. If if I can find an image, because the Reddit thread goes pretty deep, uh, we'll post it. But that is very weird.
0: (laughs) That is very weird.
1: Uh, And kind of like a fun employee, like, inside joke that only they got to see, I guess.
0: Yeah, right? right?
1: Um, And then another one related to Tower of Terror, Uh, there was a Disney fan who was at the opening party for the attraction or whatever that was at the time. And they were given a pocket watch that is from the Hollywood Tower of Terror as if you we're staying, you know, at that time period. And so he has That's a pocket cute. watch with the Hollywood Tower logo on it, which is...
0: That's a fun, fun souvenir. Wow. So
1: cool. Uh, and these are the type that you'll probably never see on eBay. Like, these are such cool keepsakes. No one's going to sell it. Um, right. Maybe at, like, the expo we would see it at an antique booth or something. Um, unopened bar of soap and a jar of hand cream. From the Disneyland Hotel, but thirty years ago. Thirty Yikes. years. That's that's really cool. I actually have a Disneyland Hotel ashtray, like a gla- crystal glass one. But I did get that on eBay. I got it on eBay. I was not around when you could smoke at the Disneyland Hotel, but similar to your ashtray, I just think it's so like cool and uh, off, like off, off-brand. I guess of, the, of Disney. To it have. does.
0: That's how I, I started collecting a few of them because I just thought. It felt so non Disney that it was weird to put them two together.
1: Very weird. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you remember, remember when you used to get your hand stamped to leave the park?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, did you ever smell the ink?
0: I was gonna say, and it smelled so good.
1: <laughs> I love that you said that. Somebody has an old hand stamp, and they said it smells like lemons, and I love to find the ink they use. It smelled so good. <gasps> Someone yeah. said that. <laughs> so funny! I can picture it now too. Like smelling my hand. Was it?
0: Yep, I would always smell it after every time. And there was a
1: time where yeah. Was... Why did
0: it smell like anything? That's actually really weird. Why know. did it smell like you lemons? know, like those? Um, I've never thought about it.
1: There's those markers that smelled really good, which is pretty bad now. They think about right that. for kids, you're like sniffing the markers. Uh, yeah, smelled yeah. like fruits. <laughs> That's a bad
0: habit to teach. <laughs>
1: And I think for a while, we got actual colored stamps that you could see. And then over time, it was black light, so you couldn't see it, I think, at all. It was, like, right. yellow. Um, so I'd be, like, worried to wash my hands. Are they going to let me back in? Yeah. Oh, my yep. gosh.
0: <laughs> or- I would, like, wash my fingers and my palm only. <laughs>
1: <laughs> COVID. And if you ride a water ride, I'm like, oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Um,
1: something else I have that just made me think of when you're talking about the Astra. I have a Disneyland... Um, tobacco shop oh which i'll talk about in a second but a tobacco shop matchbook that i found on that's ebay very cool which is really cute um, but someone here on the reddit thread has a club 33 matchbook which i don't know i love matches and stuff like that like that's really cool it's like, functional that's uh,
0: very boss
1: i would like to have that yeah <laughs> i wish i had a club 33 match uh, matchbook right um, so those were some of the best there's, there's there's a lot on here and they're all great like there's Captain EO shirts from the early 80s that people are super proud of yeah. uh, there's a lot of funny th- sub threads here about those DVDs did you ever order those free DVDs in the mail to help plan your Disney vacation <laughs> and it was I just sure to did. like daydream right it wasn't because my family yeah. was going to take me there
0: <laughs> nope
1: so funny if that's like it the was equivalent. like
0: later it was like I feel like I had them a little later than when my family would take me, like in my late teen years. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I was older to the point where I just was like missing Disney and I'd order them.
1: (laughs) That makes sense, especially if it was DVDs. Uh, So a lot of people save those up. And I think that's the equivalent now of like, I know we all do this like you go on Disney World or Disneyland.com and then you like just look and you plan it out like I would like to stay at this hotel I wonder how much this room costs tonight Uh, so that was what we did before I would watch that and I would just pretend I would go there with and I bet you what's her face was on it Stacy.
0: Stacy was probably all over those videos. <laughs> I'm
1: sure. I'm sure Stacy was on it. Um a couple other just uh, honorable mentions were someone stole straight up stole the comforter from the Caribbean Beach Resort at Disney World. Oh my god. Um but they said they're That's
0: gross. I'm so sorry <laughs> that it's is. It's pretty gross. The it's comforter gross. is like the only thing in hotel rooms I never sleep with like <laughs>
1: Like you push it off, um,
0: yeah. They throw it on the
1: ground. Their justification was that they assumed there was a surplus because the Disney, because Disney was redecorating the rooms. This was in two thousand nine, but that's a little um, presumptuous. First of all, they have stores that
0: sell those, so they should have just gone and bought one. But okay, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, it's used. Now that I think about it, like, do they use it or is it like up on a wall? Um, <laughs> there are more weird things. Right. I mean
0: so many especially from back in the day like the Randotti tombstones I still wish I could Wait, have gone back that? in time and got one with my name on it so um back they used to have a little stand when you'd come out of the Haunted Mansion and you could get your own tombstone and it says like there's different sayings on them oh. and you could have them inscribe your name on it so it's oh, like your own cool. personal tombstone they're small they're like I don't know like 12 inches tall by like six inches wide or something, or thin. It's just like styrofoam, but it's really cool to have one because that was like an old school Disneyland souvenir. It's a little weird.
1: Oh, that's a cool one. Don't you wish that we had one of those bricks in the Disneyland hub? Like...
0: I was just talking to <laughs> Ned about this recently. I was like, this is one of my biggest regrets because I think it only costs like 250 bucks or something, but back then that was a lot of money. Yeah.
1: At the like, time I afford it was. To do that astronomical it was not even something yeah. that i could get or even ask somebody for it was just too right. th- yeah
0: and that was yeah like the max amount of money i'd ever get as a gift from even like my dad was like maybe a hundred dollars not 250 that was like crazy to think about and like those people who bought them have gotten to visit them for 20 plus years yeah. now or however long it's been so like so
1: jealous about it uh there's a Seriously. i found a um i can't remember now is it reddit or YouTube? But that shows the uh, coordinates because you know there's like numbers and markers uh, for mm-hmm. famous people. Like you could find Tom yes. Hanks and Rita Wilson and stuff like that. So cool.
0: Yes. I was what trying was to find um what's his name last time? Who's the Playboy guy? I keep wanting to say Stan Lee. What was, I was his name? Say
1: Donnie Darko. It's another one of those like easy to remember names. How can we not? Shoot, name
0: what the heck is his Hugh name? Hugh Hefner. The guy who Hugh owns Hefner. Playboy. Hugh Hefner. Hefner has a block.
1: Does he? That's somewhere. so cute. Is he yeah. alive?
0: And so I wanted to find his just because I thought it was weird. Um, and I, I couldn't find it. I gave up. But it's very hot. So I was over that esplanade at that moment. John, <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, get me out of here. It's hot.
1: Is he alive? I can't remember. <laughs> Poor guy. I don't know. Ouch. <laughs> you see, I don't think so. I feel like he should live forever and ever. Um, but... There were also a lot of weird and strange things that were literally sold at Disney, even in addition to those moustaches. And a couple of these are before (laughs) our time, but we love to talk about them. So the first one I thought was really cool for people to remember is the Wizard of Bras and the Disneyland uh, Main Street Intimates shop that was in Disneyland. What do you remember or know about that lore?
0: Well, so I think it was only there for a year or so. Um, but yeah, they had a bra and intimate shop right on Main Street. And that is the one place where the porch is. And there's rumor that the reason the porch was built was for all the husbands that felt uncomfortable to sit out on the porch while their wives shopped in the, That's the bra great. shop.
1: <laughs> great. That's great. But it was
0: also super weird shop because they had the Wizard of Bras, which was... I can't remember if it was a puppet or an animatronic, but it was this caricature thing that was in the shop and would talk to you or whatever. Like it not like uh, interactive, but it had like a spiel. And then they also had a bunch of dioramas that you would look in and if you look from a certain angle, it would like have a woman fully dressed and you look from the other side and all of a sudden her clothes would be off. Like she'd be in her underwear yeah. only. That's so kind of like, cool, very like those are in um, Disneyland, right?
1: Those like dolls. Young girls would play with back in that in the 50s, the paper dolls where you could put oh, the yeah. clothes on top of them and fold it over. Right. Um, th- that's so, it's so weird and very not Disney. One thing I recently learned about it is um, similar to those sort of dioramas you could look into, they also had ones you could look into that showed you the history of.
0: Yes. Is it underwear, theory, intimates?
1: Right? I don't know what the word is. Yeah. Undergarments. There uh, it is, undergarments.
0: Lingerie. lingerie yeah they also
1: sold lingerie i think they should bring that back that's very cute and sexy they should
0: so bring it back i actually so as a woman i will sit here all day and say how freaking hard it is to find a good bra it is so hard to find a bra and i just went through a whole thing of trying a million different bras and jacob saw me go through the whole process he's like god it sucks to have to wear a bra doesn't (laughs) it like you have to go through a lot like totally and we were in disneyland that weekend i'm like I looked over at the porch. I'm like, man, I wish I had a bra from Disneyland. That would be like such a cool so thing cool. to just have. It probably is awful, but I would still rock it just because.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's that would be a really cool souvenir. I wonder who has those. Um, I was reading that it was a partnership with a lingerie company that that made those. Very yeah, interesting.
0: Like max. Hollywood Maxwell's or something like yes,
1: that yes yes yeah. and perhaps they could do a Jessica Rabbit lingerie shop I would t- at Hollywood Studios or DCA that would be perfect please um,
0: Mike she's much more than a sex symbol she's a detective now okay
1: <laughs> oh whoops well they could throw in some story in there um there you tobacco go. <laughs> shop the Disneyland Main Street tobacco shop how weird is that
0: I know it is very weird. Did they also it. used to have a medicine shop with eels in a jar. Like there's a lot of weird stuff that happened.
1: Fascinating.
0: <laughs> like Fascinating. a pharmacy.
1: Um, the tobacco shop is cool because I mentioned I had the matches from there. Um, but I, I want to know like what did it smell like cigars? Were people allowed to smoke in the parks? Like I don't really remember hearing much about that because Walt was a chain smoker.
0: That's right. I don't know. That's a really good thing to bring up. I don't know if they allowed smoking in the parks back then, and I would would assume that they would. Smoking was hugely popular in that time. Um,
1: and glamour. They probably didn't have. Glamorous. They
0: definitely didn't know like health concerns in comparison to where we are today for cigarettes. So they're probably able to just free smoke all over the damn park, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? So you could pick up your cigarettes on the way in at the tobacco shop. Strap on a new bra and go smoke a cigarette at the hub if you wanted
0: to. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that feels very Cruella.
1: Ooh, it does. It, I like it. I like it. Uh, there's another shop that has gone to Yesterland that was at Disneyland. It's called the One of a Kind Shop. I had not heard about this. This was new. So what do you know about it? And I do have some more info pulled up.
0: Um, am I correct in saying it was in New Orleans Square?
1: Yes, yes, you are correct because okay. it's next to Lafitte's silver shop, La Boutique yes. Dior, and some other so stores. I, I
0: feel like it was like a g-rated version of a curio shop. Like it was just a bunch of weird or like cool more more so than weird. it was like cool, one of kind things they would like little treasures they would have and they would sell them. Yeah, Otherwise that's exactly really
1: that's exactly what it was. It was like a Disneyana shop of collectibles and antiques and not just Disney, just like Americana also. And you know, they, it wasn't mass manufactured. You might only see things once. You won't see it again next time. Um, so what I learned was a couple things. One, it looks really cool. There is a picture of two cast members there, and it looks like something you'd see in, like, New York City when you go into, like, an old, you know, like, gremlins, where where they got gremlins yes. in Chinatown, just stuff everywhere. And yes. uh, antique clocks, jewelry, art, treasures from the past, is what they say, Um some, That's
0: a good way to say it, like an antique shop.
1: Antique shop. Uh, somebody said that they bought Italian music box, a porcelain vase, a terracotta cherub angel. You can get all kinds of weird stuff from this place. Uh, but they got a lot of complaints because it's not a store. So you couldn't get anything. There was no inventory. People couldn't get anything they would rely on. And so I guess Disney had a had trouble figuring out how to manage a one-of-a-kind shop in a consumer market that was meant to have mass-produced souvenirs that's what people expected is that oh i heard somebody got the porcelain vase i'm gonna go get it but guess what you can't because that was a -a one-of-a-kind thing uh so they had some issues it closed it eventually became la gourmet which was a shop in new orleans square that uh, sold cooking accessories and disney themed cooking accessories I thought it was also be gone. a restaurant. Like how, yep. like how it's just a, restaurant in there? a kitchen store, which I vaguely remember. Um, it was there through like 1998 um, in the back there of New Orleans. So bygone eras. Another one of my favorites is the McDonald's French fries Frontierland <laughs> cart wagon. It was a wagon. And Westward Ho. Westward Ho. You could get McDonald's French fries at Disneyland Park. It's and been nothing else. Nothing else. That
0: was the weirdest thing about it. Just it was the, like, just the one thing you're craving
1: and that's it. And, you know, it allowed them to not need a like full on restaurant. It was kind of like a booth dressed up as a wagon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might be craving fries. You smell them. It's been decades now. So it does seem weird. But I remember growing up with that thing there. it was there. The, the fries. Right. Uh, I don't
0: think my parents would ever let me have any.
1: And I'm, like, do you think you it was overpriced?
0: Of Big Thunder, and it was just like wafting like yeah. McDonald's <laughs> French fries. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> Especially if you have uh, like parents or family or friends that are like, you don't get what you can get outside of the park. Like, you got to get it here. Yes, you know, yeah. that was part
0: of it. <laughs> yeah. And they were very expensive. They would always bring up that they're more expensive here than at any other McDonald's. All right. <laughs> so it was like, no, and it's not a meal. It's just a fries. You can't have it. And I'm like, wham.
1: Just that snack. Um, and then speaking of McDonald's, they also had McDonald's Burger Invasion at California Adventure, uh, where you could get full-on, like, Big Macs, you get the, it was most of the full menu that they had there. And they had a funny billboard, which we've talked about a few times, that is over in the pier area with these flying hamburgers, because they're supposed to be like UFOs invading planet Earth in that old B-movie style. So it was called Burger Invasion. So yeah, they sold McDonald's there. I wonder if Starbucks will be gone in decades and we'll be thinking that's weird one time. Like what? (laughs)
0: I mean, I thought it was weird when they were putting them in, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, where do you get good fries? So I was thinking back on this, and I don't know. Like, is there a place where I crave fries and I get it at Disney? I don't... Ooh. Like, they're just kind of there as no. a side. They're not bad. They're not good. Yeah, they're
0: not good. They're not bad. They're just fries. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah I always get fries at... You know, it makes me think of first thing is golden horseshoe. Like I always get those chicken tenders with the fries there.
1: Oh, okay. Um
0: but I can't think of anywhere that there's good fries. Oh wait. They have um crinkle cut fries at the Smoke Jumpers Grill in DC. Oh. At least they used to. Okay, that's so a- I would say that would be the best fries.
1: That's a good tip. Um my rate not radar, but my measurement for a good <clears throat> French fry is if I can eat it without dipping sauce. Uh, number one it's easier and and i'm lazy but like mcdonald's fries i can just (laughs) i can chow it down without ketchup i prefer like barbecue sauce but if i don't have it i'm totally fine whereas i think at disney i i would normally get like a side of barbecue sauce just to dip it complete side note great america had the best (laughs) french fries at any theme park they were in a cup and they were so fresh and they smelled good and you could walk around i didn't need ketchup so there's the sign and it just hold it, and you eat it like popcorn. Do you remember this? <laughs>
0: I do and they still had the peels on them.
1: Yes, they were like right? those potato stores like in the mall but better. Yep. Um and we just learned Great America. So if anyone else who grew up in the Bay Area, Paramount's Great America, California's Great America. Now I think it's just Great America is going away. They are closing forever gone. End of an era. It's
0: so weird. Like I feel like they are for sure not going to be doing any updates the whole way, right? Like, why would they spend money to yeah. update if they're just closing? <gasps> so I want to go soon. I actually have a season pass right now, surprisingly, for the Ooh, Halloween stuff.
1: But. You should. You should. I, it's probably so different than I remember. Like, is Top Gun and Vortex, are those rides still there?
0: Vortex is gone or rethemed or something. Stop, Top Gun is, I said Stop Gun. Top Gun is still there. Well, I wonder if it's popular again because the Top Gun movie
1: came out. Ooh, very cool. Um, Anyways, that was a funny sidebar, but I do like the franchise at Great America. You know, they had poop candy. Do you remember this? At Disney's Animal Kingdom. It lasted a few months because it was just too controversial.
0: I never had it, but I I remember reading or hearing about it.
1: Right. I never had it either. So apparently what they did at Animal Kingdom, they had a dessert place where you could buy chocolate candy that is shaped as the fresh poop of different animals. So you could get like a round one for like a certain kind of animal, long skinny one. for. It's just so nasty. Like who was high and thought of this, and, and how did it get approved and all the way to the cu- customer's hands?
0: <laughs> it's probably the same person that did those Harry Potter like vomit jelly beans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're like, this will yeah. be cool. No, uh,
1: because you know it's like mind over matter. <laughs> Even if it's chocolate and it looks like poop, I'm probably gonna taste something weird. Yeah,
0: like I'm not gonna want to put that in my freaking mouth. What the hell? No Away. <laughs>
1: So that was another strange, weird, and unexpected thing that was sold at a Disney park. Um, anything else that you remember? These were the best that I could come up with.
0: I mean, those are really good. Um, you know, we're really great sources, and I, I wish I had looked right before this. But the Van Eaton Gallery um, auctions that they do, there's they have these books they give you, and I have I can see them from here. There's like ten of them. Um, and some of them have entire sections on souvenirs. So like all the way back oh, to like the opening cool. of Disneyland and whatnot. So um, that would be a fun one to look up if this is like your jam. Uh, take a look at the Van Eaton Gallery Auctions um, books. You can look at them online, I believe, for free. Um, lots of weird Also stuff dangerous. Um, you,
1: you know shoot. me. <laughs> if I see something, like, I want I'm going to want it. <laughs> Shoot.
0: Yeah, and Van Eaton gets very pricey. Um God, there's so many weird ones in there. Like, that was like, why did they ever have that?
1: This is um, making me excited for the expo. You know, there's that whole marketplace of antiques that you could wander around. Um, yeah. Who knows what we'll find Go find, find some year. of these
0: things that we now know about. Yeah. There.
1: I got that really cool vintage um puzzle box. Do you remember? It's from Disneyland. Yes tokyo disneyland haunted mansion it's like very obscure uh, so i'm curious to see what else they'll have there oh
0: yeah i have a, um that's another kind of weird souvenir i have a disneyland wood burning set
1: i oh. guess that was like a hobby
0: a long time ago
1: like you throw it in the fireplace have... or
0: something no <laughs> it's like a um it comes with this tool that like like, people use to design wood. Like, they carve into it with it, and oh. then you can burn it so that it's, like, colored. Yes, yeah, like, um, with your family last you... name
1: and stuff. Like, they would do that back in the day?
0: Yes. Yeah, something like that. Um, and this one, somehow you can do different colors. I haven't looked into Obviously, it's ancient. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to keep it as a collectible. But they have all these different little wood pieces with, um, like, the uh, template already on it, like, the design traced onto it and then you're supposed to use your tool and it looks very dangerous. The thing is like hot enough to burn into <laughs> wood and there's it's a toy for children.
1: Oh so my like gosh. those are so cool to come across. My dad, like when I used to go to his parents and my grandparents' house as a kid, we would go in the basement and we'd find all those really cool like 1950s board games and toys they had and there were so many of them that contained electric heat and like you'd melt right. melt plastic into yeah. monsters right? and you could smell it and it was very dangerous <laughs> and toxic
0: do you remember that those like bubbles you could blow that just smelt like
1: yes like, like chemicals? Pure chemicals yep oh, <laughs> and then you would use God. your lips to seal it if it popped open which yep. is what bad we're putting it in our mouth
0: yeah and you could like pinch it if it pops open it would seal it was what a time bad news bears
1: what a time Um, So I have one final honorable mention of things that you could find at Disney. Not too weird, but still funny and memorable were the free tortillas at Disney California Adventure that you could get at the tortilla. It's like a a learning moment, a factory, and it taught you about the culture and where the corn and the maza comes from. But you could get matzah? Wait, that's Jewish. Masa. Masa?
0: mesa. Mazza? I don't know how it's pronounced. Corn tortillas. Those I don't things, know how to yeah. Pronounce, uh, yeah. And
1: your favorite thing was you could get a whole bunch of those, right? If you wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah. You remember <laughs> those days?
1: I remember the days. You tell it. You tell it. It's like,
0: oh my god. Okay, fine. So this is funny too because it's another thing that just got brought up recently. I feel like so many things in this episode were in my head recently, um, and. Specifically Danielle and I would do this a lot. We would get birthday buttons it wasn't our birthday. <laughs> I mean sometimes it might have been once a year, sure, but like most of the time it wasn't. And you would go to the um the tortilla place and this is the best part is that Part of the day, they make corn tortillas. Part of the day, they make flour tortillas. Danielle and I hate corn tortillas. So we stuck around <laughs> and waited until they were making flour tortillas to walk in there with our birthday buttons shining on our shirts. And instead of giving you one on the way out, which they would do for everybody, they'd give you an entire bag full of 10 of them. And so you'd have a bag of these freshly made, Ooh. like, melts-in-your-mouth flour Warm. tortillas. They were so... Good. And then we would haul ass back to Disneyland to the Bengal barbecue, buy a skewer, and make a wrap.
1: Okay. I didn't know the second part. That is very uh innovative and smart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they were great, like, snacks to just grab a tortilla if you're hungry. Just, like, and you could throw the bag in your backpack. It was so good.
1: So, yes, I that's one thing
0: that. I was uh, maybe getting a little too generously. But it was delicious and so Speaking of free, um, there is a free way to support the Disney Disneyholic Show podcast. So we love you guys, and we love to hear what you have to say. And a lovely way to do that would be to leave an iTunes podcast review. Um, a lot of our platforms that we are on do not have reviews. However, iTunes does. So if you have a moment to spare, it's been quite some time since we've had a review. Yeah, and like I know I...
1: When oh, no. I'm looking for podcasts, I definitely read the reviews to see if there's like-minded people. Like For right? sure.
0: First thing I do is look at a rate, the rating, and then I go straight to the comments, right? Um, and I have to say, I'll be fully transparent, we got a one star, you guys. And I feel like that means we made it. We have a hater. <laughs>
1: right. Yes, you need that at least one. That means we made it. <laughs> have to big have one, big or leagues. else you
0: nothing, right? So we <laughs> got a hater. We're now down to 4.9, womp womp. So um, leave us a rating, leave us an iTunes podcast review. It would be greatly appreciated. And I also want to give a huge thank you to our patrons for going above and beyond with your support. We love you guys so much. Um, Shout out to all you guys, man. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. We love you all. Yes, thank you. So the best way I thought we would end this strange, odd, and weird themed episode is a classic Would You Rather game. But strange scenarios. I tried to come up with the strangest scenarios I could Uh for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with, are you ready for it? Bring it. All right. Do it. Okay. Do you remember the movie Us? It was a horror movie. Santa Cruz Uh, Beach Boardwalk. Yep. Not Disney at all.
0: Hands Across America.
1: Um, And I'm actually thinking of the wrong movie now that I think about it. Same director. (laughs) I'm thinking of Get Out. Remember that? movie? Oh, okay, get out. get out. Yes. And you can get sucked into these persons in these people's mind and they would hypnotize you with a teacup, and then you're now trapped in this person's body and mind forever in the darkness, and you have to watch everything they do in your body. It's so creepy. So Yikes. would you rather be trapped in the mind of Bob Chapek or Bob Iger? forever for eternity you're trapped in their mind in the back of their brain watching everything and you can't control anything
0: oh uh, i mean one million percent bob eiger <laughs> bob chapek would i'd be ripping my hair out every day <laughs> could you imagine being a fly on the wall that's basically being a fly on the wall
1: yeah that's true and then you couldn't say anything that sucks Ugh. and you
0: can't do anything and you're just like
1: you're helpless <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ugh, that would be the worst. Making all those terrible decisions for what we love so much. <gasps> oh my god.
1: Stop prisoner. I don't want to think about
0: it. That's a nightmare.
1: Torture. Um, okay. <laughs> would you be rather would you rather be trapped in the mind of Tinkerbell or the Fairy Godmother?
0: Hmm. I think the Fairy Godmother. Reason being is because she's very nice and chill. Tinkerbell's like stressed out and kind of a bitch. So
1: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, she is. She's feisty. She
0: is. She's very feisty, she's feisty, and I think that would be stressful being stuck in that mind. That's true. Versus Fairy Godmother. And
1: she's like always pining over Peter Pan. Des- real, yes, real desperate. Be like, Girl, come jealous. on, move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be trapped in the mind of... Remember, this is like for eternity is, is how this uh, right. scenario is. <laughs> would you rather be trapped in the mind of a Disneyland face character or a costumed character? <laughs>
0: oh, my God in the mind of the employee
1: of the in that yeah thing? okay so for this would you rather let's say it only would happen during work hours you would get plucked out of your day to day and put Ooh, into their mind oh i like mind. this
0: okay i would for sure do
1: <laughs> face character or costume
0: i think i'd want to be in the mind of a face character
1: mm. cuz
0: i feel like in their mind they'd be talking a lot of shit going <laughs> to be fun to that's like, true. <laughs> hear what they think about us. And they just interact more because they can talk. So I think it would be more uh, entertaining.
1: It would be. It would be super interesting, especially when you see the adults come up and see the other side of it that we normally do right. when they come up and talk to yeah, you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of the adults. And then also when the children come up, it would probably be very heartwarming. Like, oh yeah. Or what if you get trapped in someone and they're like, I fucking hate kids. Like,
1: <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. Like, it oh, be no. the wrong person. Yeah.
0: Cinderella. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that this was the one scenario that I thought couldn't be that torturous, but you're right. If you're in the human of someone <laughs> who does not want to be there, um, it could be a nightmare. Okay. One more uh, set of really weird. Would you rather's. Okay. Would you rather drink a glass of water straight from Splash Mountain or Pirates of the Caribbean?
0: Oh, fudge. Splash Mountain all day because that water is chlorinated.
1: Oh.
0: I think it's different water. I think. Or are they the same chute? No, they have their own tank, right?
1: And smell. They have their own smell. Because
0: Pirates right? is the same water as Rivers of America and all that stuff. And it it's like... Color uh, different Okay, and I'm good. So Splash. Splash, Ooh, yeah.
1: Maybe you'll get like an amoeba or something. Uh,
0: probably from either <laughs> or, truthfully. <so. laughs>
1: and then continuing with the water, would you rather skinny dip in public while the park is open in the Submarine Lagoon or Rivers of America at Disneyland?
0: Oh, Submarine Lagoon all day. And the reason why is not even that long ago, I mean now it's been forever because of COVID. It was like 2019 probably. We were walking up to the monorail and you can look over in the lagoon from there and there's this little area that it goes up a little bit. like It's almost like a tiny little waterfall and it has its own mini pool up there and I've always dreamt of like swimming in that little pool. (laughs) Just hanging out. It almost looks like a hot tub. I was going to say, that's your favorite.
1: It's like a hot tub.
0: I would love to just go chill in that and it's like beautiful blue the whole water so it would just be pretty and I'd go over there. That is cool. Um, Rivers of America again that dark water I'm, I'm good. am <laughs> A little dirty. too Elisa Lamb for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh and they used to have mermaids out, real life mermaids out yes. at the so yeah. it's safe I guess ish.
0: They'd be like look another
1: weird looking mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Naked one without fins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, she became a human. She got her legs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I thought that was the best way to end this strange episode. So we talked about Stranger Things today. I tried to tie it to Disney and warn Disney of their competition, which is Netflix. We also talked about the multiverse and how it's the biggest craze right now for movies and television. And one of my favorite things was then talking about all the weird things at Disneyland and Disney World, souvenirs, old shops of Yesterland, um, fun, weird, odd episode, right?
0: So fun, and thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this very strange episode number 93 of the Disneyholics show.
1: Follow us on social media at the Disneyholics
0: and if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at thedisneyholics.com okay, okay,
1: bye! bye. Disneyland